Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Take for Take Podcast. It is Friday, November 3rd. The whole squad is here. Gage holding it down in the slough. Trent currently on his way to Cleveland. So he will be uh, tuning tuning in when he can. But uh, he's joining us via phone call. Fellas, how we doing? What's up, everybody? It's nice to be back after a, a, a long intermission. Um, some some personal stuff came up in, in our lives that we had to deal with, and we're, we're blessed and very excited to be back. Yeah, what's up, fellas? Happy to be here. I know a lot of people have been asking where the pod's been, um, and I'm sure Austin, you'll have an update on that. But yeah, happy to be back and ready to dive into these uh, the world of sports that we do. Yeah, um, been over a week since the last episode. Um, we all kind of had some things going on with our with just our lives, you know. I mean, we're every day we're average Joes. We got shit going on just like everybody else. Um, kind of gave us time to kind of sit back and kind of think about what we want to do with our podcast moving forward. Kind of the structure of things, how we want it to look. Um, our our goal, our biggest goal, is to give you guys, our listeners the best experience right and we're still kind of navigating on how exactly to do that we've kind of got a little bit vanilla with how we do things so we're going to spice things up here soon Um, i can promise you that our goal right now is to make it as entertaining as possible Um, and to do that our belief right now is to do one show a week Um, i've been we there might be like a recap show earlier in the week where it's really really quick we kind of go over picks from the weekend but there's guaranteed one show every week and that this is going to be the first of those shows, you know, where we kind of group everything into one. It's just easier on us. Um, it makes our lives a little bit less stress free and it gives a, it gives the, the episodes more, more juice, right? There's more stuff to talk about. So, but structure's changing. It's going to change for the good. We're still working on it. So I appreciate everybody's patience. We're going to do things hopefully right here soon. We're kind of we're getting better at that stuff. So we're going to include social media a little bit more. Hopefully get a visual with our podcast when we put these out. So a lot of good things coming, but good things come with time and patience. So we appreciate everybody for that. And enough with the spiel. Let's dive right into the episode. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of football. We have pick recaps, um, some good, some bad weekends. We have some picks coming later in the show. And we have Heisman talk. Heisman talk first ever first ever first 2023 playoff rankings came out Ohio State number one surprise to a lot of people uh, me included but we're gonna dive into that and it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a, a short condensed episode but it's gonna be fun so we're excited for that and let's waste no time let's dive right into last weekend's best bets um, I had an amazing bounce back weekend Four and two after going an abysmal zero and six last week. Um, four and two. My two losses on the weekend were Duke plus six and a half against Louisville. They just got absolutely fucking mollywopped in that game. Um, I forget their backup quarterback's name, but he was hurt, so Riley Leonard didn't have a choice but to play. They got shut out. That was a bad L. Utah plus seven. So I, Go ahead, Riley Leonard. Austin, uh, I, I I didn't watch that game, but so what's his deal? He's 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 got to be playing hurt. Uh, he is, he is. He's okay. Um, I saw a tr- not, I saw a tweet that, and uh, it was it was tweeted at Duke 
um, athletic. So I don't know if this is a person that was like involved with the school or team, or if it's just like a, a guy on Twitter. But um, he said something. It could have been my sister. I, I, I should. We should actually reach out there and get the inside scoop. But from what I saw was that he was pl- he's playing like right around like seventy percent. So now take that with a grain of salt. I don't know if it's actually true or not. That's just what I saw. Um, regardless, they have no backup, and so he's forced to play hurt. And I know they play tonight, and I'm not really sure what the quarterback situation is there. But that was a bad L against Louisville, getting shut out. Um, I was on Utah, Gage. I know you were on Utah also. Um, Oregon is just really fucking good at football. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. They're they're a really really good football team. Bo Nix is playing out of his mind. Um, going into Utah, 18 game home win streak, and do what they did to to the Utes and Kyle Whittingham is was was pretty impressive. So those are my two L's. Um, four W's. First one was Oklahoma State plus six and a half. Um, not only are Cowboys playing well, you see Cincinnati at this point is automatic fade for me. So, um, I mean, that just gave away one of my picks on the weekend coming up, but that's all good. Oklahoma State minus six and a half. I was on Air Force minus 13 and a half against Colorado State. They covered. I was on Arizona plus three and a half late night against Oklahoma State. Or I'm sorry, against Oregon State. They won outright. And then my lone NFL pick was Tyson Bagent for for the Bears Monday night football or Sunday night football. Sunday or Monday? Whatever. Prime time. Um Sunday night, thank you. Over one ninety three and a half passing yards that went well over. I believe he was over two twenty. Um so yeah, nice four and two weekend. Brought my overall record to 28-24-2, which on paper may not be extremely sexy, but it feels good. Get back in the win column, have a good weekend, and uh, only half a game behind Gage. So we're making progress. Gagers, we need to talk, brother. One and five. Yeah, don't yeah, don't even uh there's no need to tee it up. I can just say <laughs> I'm sorry. I can just simply say I apologize to everybody who tailed my picks, if you guys did, because the episode prior, I was um, on my soapbox saying how I'm the shit, and you know, I had the best weekend, I have the best record, here we are, we're on a roll, and then I give you guys five L's out of six. So, first first line of my defense is, uh, I'm... I apologize. I, I got too high, and I have been extremely humbled. And maybe that's just what I needed to get back on track. So here we go. Let's let's waste no time and, and give you guys my L's. I will start with my one lone win. Um, Kansas plus nine and a half at home against Oklahoma. What a game! Um, had them outright money line as well, and they ended up winning that game. Um, from start to finish, man, that game was was very, very entertaining. Um, lightning delay, there was a whole lot of factors that went into it. It was cold. It was it was just a, a, a very entertaining game. Um, I, mean, I don't know if you guys tuned into that one or not, but it's not like Jason Bean playing out of his mind or anything, or Dylan Gabriel had a very mid-game, but um, 38-33 fireworks in that game, so Kansas covered one outright. Um, Austin, you touched on Utah. Plus six and a half. I mean, that defense is gross, but at home, you get up almost 400 yards to Oregon. Um, not going to get the job done. Um, you mentioned you had Duke plus six and a half. I had the under in that game at 45 and a half. Um, barely touched 
that number cut in half. Um, 23 nothing was the final there. I knew both those teams were going to try to um, ground and pound the run game and, and kill um, kill the clock with time of possession. So, sweat free. Um, there, yeah, I didn't go one and five, Austin. Yeah, I'm tripping. You went one and four. Or, I'm sorry, two and four. My yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I, was just, um, I was just looking through that real quick. I was like, wait a second. I thought that. I read that as Duke plus six and a half and not um, the Duke under. So, yes, yeah, two no, and four. See, That's yeah, a lot that better. Was, That's a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that, that kind of mellows it out there. Um, Gage, Gage, Austin's fudging these numbers. we got, we got to go yeah. back to these numbers. <laughs> he is, bro. It, it, it kind of gives me PTSD about him being the commissioner of BHL. And if you're a true a true fan of the pod, I'm sure you guys know what the BHL is, and he's the commissioner of that as well. And, and yeah, there was some fluky stuff going on behind the scenes there, too, so I wouldn't be surprised. Chill, but, chill. Anyway. Fudging numbers and taking minus 180s. Unbelievable. Taking, mine, just, taking minus 180s, that absolutely bang. So, what fuck you, you guys. Um, Kentucky plus four. I was on the money line as well at home against a very, I want to say, mediocre Tennessee team. Um, very underwhelming performance. I know they only lost by six, but that game could have been a lot worse. Um, they had a chance late to... To, to win the game, maybe even a backdoor cover of the field goal to cover that four, but no dice there. Um, and then I'll leave the sourest one for last. Colts plus two at home against New Orleans on Sunday. Austin, your Saints come into Indianapolis and win by 11. Um, very, very impressive. Gardner Minshew did not play well. 23-41 for just over 200 yards, sacked twice through a pick. Um yeah, very bad game overall. I thought the Colts were going to win that game outright with how um, disappointing the Saints have looked thus far. But they, they finally got Alvin Kamara the ball, and good things happened. So um, last game that I don't even want to go into depth with was Ravens minus 9.5 against Arizona on the road, up 10 with 20 seconds left, and Cardinals send out the field goal unit on second and 10 in the red zone to kick a field goal to get it with one one possession and they end up losing that game by seven so all your cardinals betters out there i'm sure it feels good to finally be on the side to be on the side of that working out but when you're on the other side of it um and you see the coach send the field goal unit out down 10 with 20 seconds it's uh it's always a bad feeling so it happens it'll bounce back for two and four isn't as bad as one and five sounds so we'll, we'll be all right yeah, we'll adjust the uh, we'll adjust the numbers. We'll throw the graphic up um, tomorrow or uh, this morning, actually, when you're listening to this. But Trent, Trent, you need to talk. We need to talk more so than than Gage needs to talk to the people. One four and one. Um, I don't think you've had a winning week on the on the entire season so far. Overall record eighteen thirty two and four. Um, I know Gage and I were kind of uh, giving you the benefit of the doubt, you know, long season, got a lot of time to do this and that, but uh, it's crunch time, man, crunch time. We're in week 10 of uh, of college ball, week nine of the NFL, and um, we need we need a couple undefeated weeks out of you, my man. Yeah, and I was doing the math. I actually need to hit three straight undefeated uh, weeks to climb, climb over 500, which that's the goal. And uh, it's a lofty goal, but I'm shooting for the stars. But, 
Yeah, man. I mean, don't get me. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll get the win out of the way. It's more fun to talk about the losses anyway than the win at this point. Uh, if you're not fading me at this point, then, you know, what are you guys doing? But I did have the Dolphins minus nine and a half. They tried their darndest to, to give that game, uh, that, that cover away, but ended up scoring a late touchdown to uh, give me that cover. So that was nice against the Patriots. Now let's get into the bad. Uh, Florida plus 14 and a hook at home. You know, I, I, I thought they would score against Georgia. I didn't think they would stop Georgia per se, but I thought they would score. And they scored the first touchdown of the game and then gave up 29 uh, straight points uh, in, the, in the rest of the first half. So that was never close. Uh, I, I can't back for it. I mean, I, do you guys think Georgia is back now? Are they for real? Or is Florida just – is that defense just too bad? And Graham Burtz is, is Graham Burtz. I don't know. I think, they surprised uh, me. They, Georgia did surprise me with how good their offensive looked, offense looked, even without Brock Bowers. They really did. Um, I don't want to say they're back because I don't think they were ever – out of it or not back um but yeah they i mean i think they surprised a lot of people covering that big number on the road yeah carson beck looks really good he's been playing really really well probably the last month or so yeah he has he has he's uh he's improved a lot since his first couple games but uh so that's a loss most frustrating loss of the weekend was by far ucla a minus four yard chip shot field goal um with that said they still were covering until the last minute and of course a team that like colorado who hasn't scored an offensive touchdown or a touchdown in general all all day goes and backdoors me so unbelievable loss i mean they, they outgained colorado by i think like 300 yards so i cannot believe they didn't cover that spread i mean it was probably one of my worst beats of the season uh, and then three more NFL. The Niners minus three and a half. Not even close. Cincinnati dominated that game from start to finish. Uh, the Bengals offense looked like they were all the way back. And the Niners defense uh, has kind of gotten shredded the last couple weeks. And, you know, we, we saw them make the move for Chase Young uh, at the trade deadline, which might be needed. But I, I think their, their issues are more so in that secondary. He asked me. Um, Gage, I'm sure you'll talk about that. And then uh, Texans is minus three. Uh, I don't know, man. That game was weird. I thought they were super, super conservative on offense. They kept trying to run the ball, even though they couldn't run the ball. And their defense couldn't get any timely stops. So I, I still think that might have been the right play. I think if you play that game multiple, ten times, Texans might cover in six of them, but on the wrong side on that one and then uh the commanders plus seven that was a weird game uh ended in a push i guess it probably deserved to end in a push uh, but you know the, the the commanders were in that in that game the whole game so i don't know i i still think that's the, that's the right side but yeah one four one um i'm getting tired i'm getting fucking tired of doing this every week and having to explain myself <laughs> so I don't know, man. I'm searching. I'm searching. This this is the week. I'm calling my shot right now. This is the week. I'm going six and zero. I'm getting in the lab right when I get get home here to my parents, and uh, you know, I'll let my results speak for themselves. So. The, the slate is a good one too. 
<clears throat> excuse me, this weekend slate is really good. Um, Trent, you are you're the real you're the real book it with Trent from Twitter and TikTok, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you are the uh, ultimate, I, the ultimate fade god. Um, I can't even imagine the amount of units that they would be up if they just faded your picks every week. And I mean that with the most utmost respect. Um, but yeah, it's you're due, you're due for a good one. I'm not I'm not giving up on you yet. Still, I'm still in second place in the uh, college football pool. We're doing somehow. Um, I just don't pick the right right plays and pick six bets. So I don't know, man. Like I said, this is the week. I'm calling it right now. I would say we got a lot of ball left, but we really don't. <laughs> we have a month left of the college season, which is kind of hard to think about. Surprising to think about, too. That's, that's depressing. It's that's ex- depressing. Yeah, dude, it's insane. And we're already eight weeks into the um, NFL season, already halfway through there. And it's like uh, time is flying way too fast. But good weekend, good slate. Um, a lot of good games. We're going to get into picks here um, in a little bit, but we're because we're going to focus a lot on college ball here today. Gage, you knew, I, or at least I would hope you knew I was going to bring this up. It's been almost a week for you to to sit in your thoughts and stir. I can imagine the amount of texts and FaceTimes and phone calls you've gotten about this game. Bengals. I'm not going to say embarrassed because they didn't embarrass, but two-touchdown win in Santa Clara in a game where George Kittle had 150 yards. Brock Purdy put up 360-plus yards. Garbage time. What what happened? Like, <laughs> like I watched that game in its entirety, but I, I need to know from your perspective what happened there. I think... I think Trent mentioned it earlier. The secondary is abysmal right now. Um, if they're not getting mossed or getting burnt, they're getting penalties that are extending drives on third down that are huge drive-killing penalties on the defense side of the ball. And like you said, Trent, I mean, Cincinnati looked good. I'll give them, I'll give them all the props in the world. They handled that game from start to finish. Um, I know Tony Romo was calling that game, and – I mean, he mentioned it more times than I can count that this is the Bengals team that America was was kind of expecting, um, kind of just following up last year, the year before that, their Super Bowl run and everything. And, um, yeah, it's three straight L's for the Niners. Um, after Brock Purdy started the year without an interception, he's thrown five in the last three. And, I mean, the, these, these picks are bad, bro. Like, they're not – they're not – Balls that are dropped, or that the defense is just making a good play on. There, they're literally balls that are thrown right at the defender, like he doesn't even see them. Um, the amount of balls that could be picked that aren't um, is probably even more disgusting to think about. But I, I don't know. I I was watching that game. I had a huge same game parlay um, that I was sweating oh along my with God. that. That I forgot about missed that. me out on one point seven k from four yards from Christian McCaffrey. So had that game been closer, had Brock not thrown two consecutive interceptions on two possessions and take away um, chances for CMC to cash that kind of just add salt to the wound. But um, I don't know. Bengals looked good, and I know. 
people out there are listening and are waiting for this segment of the show. Um, I'm not going to give them what they want. I'm going to just say that they look good. The Niners look bad. And I am sure that we will meet again later down the road, maybe in the Super Bowl, question mark. Um, but, yeah, not the, don't, not the don't, prettiest. Don't, don't feed their ego, okay? So don't, don't say maybe in the Super Bowl. But I would we, love, we, don't have, we don't have to do that. But I want to I wanna see him again. That's And I know that's the only way that we're going to see him again is if it is in the Super Bowl. And I would love for them to get back that far just to – just to lose again, but Bengals are in last place. See? Though you can at least give them that. Bengals are in last place. You have something. You so you have something on them. Yeah, I mean the Bengals. The Bengals, like you said, they look great, but it was one game. Like you know, and also that Niners team. You know, we talked about the secondary. Secondary, like Kirk Cousins shredded that that Niners defense too. I mean, they lost to PJ Walker, so I, I think the Niners were just a little overinflated. Uh, you know, I'll get my power rankings out, but they're definitely going to fall from the number one spot in those rankings moving forward. But really looking forward to move to college ball. Gage, did you see that that Kyle Shanahan stat where I think it was like if he's trailing by three points in the fourth quarter, his record is 1-31 or something like that? Wow. Which is just uh, – I mean, there's a bunch of stats coming out that like in the Shanahan – era if they're like trailing uh, in the fourth quarter they're just they're one of the worst teams in the NFL in terms of like you know making that comeback and I guess that makes sense given the quarterbacks that he's had yes but they had a, an elite quarterback but it, I mean it is kind of crazy like if they fall behind it's difficult for them to to make up that ground given they're given you know not having a superstar quarterback yeah I mean it makes sense with their with their play style too and running the ball and whatnot. I mean, obviously can't do that down 14 in the fourth quarter or even down late with no time. Um, yeah, put a play action. Together, so, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, Brock looks questionable right now. He's fine. I'm sure he's going to be fine. But um, I think it's also a confidence thing. I mean, he, he started his career off with the biggest bang you can ask for. Um, and now he's kind of fallen into a, a dark, deep hole that I – and praying that he can dig himself out of, and I'm sure he has. I mean, he has the best offense in the league. I still, uh, I still think, and, and Debo's not even in it yet. So they'll be all right. Like you said, it was only one game. Um, it was a very, very piss poor performance at home, especially. And I'm not, I'm not too worried. Yeah, you could look at it as this is good for the Niners too. You can kind of take that angle because, I mean, they they got humbled, and I think good teams take losses like that and kind of the stretch that they're on and use that as fuel right they play in the lesser nfc so it's not going to be as tough come playoff time as it will be in the afc um they'll be fine i agree with you um shanahan we get the boys right you get debo back i mean they're top two offense in the league but they'll be fine joe burrow looked looked healthy too last thing we'll say completed 19 passes 19 straight passes at one point i believe and um, T. Higgins didn't have an amazing game, but looked alive, which for the first time in a month and a half, so that was good. But let's dive into college ball. Trent will give will give Trent will give his uh, NFL power rankings towards the end of the show before we do our picks. But we have college football playoffs. The rankings are here. Um, if you don't know by now, then you've been living under a rock for the last three days. 
Um, top four are as followed, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State. I will give my initial thoughts and reactions, then you gentlemen feel free to jump in. Um, I'm shocked that Ohio State was number one. Um, I personally believe they will, or they should be, um, bias, not, whatever, call it, whatever. Um, I think they're the best team in, in college football. They have the best resume in college football, the two best wins in college football. Um, but I am shocked that they're number one. I figured Georgia, they, I, my assumption was that it would be the same as the AP poll, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and then Florida State. But... It's fun to see Ohio State one. I know it's the first one, so it doesn't really mean a whole lot right now. But it's fun. It's a lot of fun to see him number one, not going to lie. No, it is. You're right. Um, and that's kind of what I texted you. Like, I don't, it's just cool to have a one by, by your favorite teams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of sick. And, and um, you know, everyone's saying, and I know we were talking last year on the pod about how Somehow Kirby Smart gets his teams to believe that no one believes in them when they're two touchdown favorites in the in the fucking championship game. Uh, but this is this is, and I think uh, somebody said it on on the show. I think it was Greg Malcolm. But like Kirby Smart is, is loving that he's number two just so he can push that nobody believes believes in us angle uh, to his team. But I don't care, man. It's really cool to be number one. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't surprised that the. the the college football committee had them one. They, they seem to stress the, the resume a little bit more at this point. Like you said, the Ohio State does have the best resume in college football. I don't think I, I don't think they've looked the best, and I don't think they're currently the best team in college football. But you know, you, you got to go based off the resume, and uh, that's why they're number number one right now. We'll see if they stay at number one because uh, I know Georgia has like three straight ranked opponents coming up but uh, yeah man it's cool and Michigan I think Michigan's the interesting one where they come in at number three and they asked uh, the chairman of the of the college football playoff committee about Michigan and then all the uh, obviously the off the field uh, scandal and everything like that and he said it doesn't play a factor into that. but I mean you can't really can't really uh, he's gonna say that but there's got to be a subconscious subconscious factor that plays into that where i mean every day there's a new there's a new ridiculous story or piece of evidence coming out about this connor stallions individual i mean dressing up on the sideline yeah at cmu games oh my god as a staffer over there and i I just love i can't get enough of the story boys i know i'm going on a tangent here but like the fact that this man thinks he should he should infiltrate Central Michigan, dress up as a staffer, and he was even wearing like Oakley sunglasses with a with a with a camera a, a recorder, yeah, with a camera in the in the glasses. This guy, this guy is an absolute maniac, and <laughs> I can't get enough of this story. It's 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 really I mean it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, every every day there's a new there's a new uh, uh, allegation, not allegation, but there's a new accusation, or there's a new photo, or there's a new video of this guy, just just everywhere. Like, it, it, <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't want to get into it. I mean, Trent, you're more than welcome to to kind of to 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 get let your feelings off your chest, but I I just it's just it's insane. 
I, I don't want to say it's, anything because it's, it's so insane, dude. It's it's so like for, for I was thinking about this. Like, is he still on the staff? Like, what happened to him? Is he still? Is he? Are, is he gonna be on the sidelines? I saw. I like, saw that. Isn't he, isn't he a hall in um, administrative leave? Didn't they like dismiss him from the team okay. for a little bit? This is crazy. This is like uh, <laughs> I I don't know. You know, like when uh, when like a uh, uh, some type of like hacker like cracks the uh, like hacks into like the the U.S. intelligence agency or something like that. Yeah, and instead of, instead of going to like prison, they'll like hire him on to like <laughs> to work for the CIA or whatever. Yeah, like that's what I that's what this is like. Like this guy is gonna, he's obviously not gonna be able to coach in Michigan, but I guarantee he like this like springboards his career into something else where he's he's like a very wanted commodity. Um, the the Big Ten. Did you see they um what they called a some of the athletic directors called a um a meeting with Tony uh, Petitti Petetti the the Big Ten commissioner and they were pretty much like hey something needs to happen like right now like we get that right. you, we get you guys are doing an investigation but like you need to fucking do something about this guy and about Michigan right now <laughs> and, is the Big Ten even doing it? investigation it's not the big 10 is it no i don't think i don't think i don't think they've done an investigation yet um i just correct um but i saw something today that it was just uh, a few handful of coaches in the big 10 called a meeting with the commissioner just to be like hey like we're pissed off what's going on here's our thoughts it was like a 90 minute meeting i believe it was with um Harbaugh was started out on the call, then he hung up a couple times, and they're just like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna keep going without, <laughs> without it." <laughs> but like, I love, I love the Michigan fans. I love all these Michigan fans like coping. Oh, I'm sure you guys have seen them all over social media and stuff. I can't get enough of it, you know, as an Ohio State fan, uh, because they're, they're they're such like in cope mode, and they're they're trying to say, you know, like Harbaugh had no idea. Like, there is no way that Jim Harbaugh didn't know about this. Also, there's, no there's like shot. multiple videos floating around of like Harbaugh taking off his headset so he could hear. Apparently, this low-level staffer, Connor Stallions, he, he could gather instructions from him. Like, give me a fucking break! And then Michigan fans are all are coping on uh, on social media talking about, well, this doesn't prove anything. It's like, well. <laughs> That, that piece of evidence doesn't prove anything, but obviously, if you have a working brain, you know that he didn't he didn't get that. He didn't. There's no way he could have known exact the exact play that was coming without further like sign stealing, uh, like beforehand work. It's not just he's not just picking all this up on the first drive, staring at the Ohio State sideline. So that he I could don't be, know. He, fans he, would know he could be some fucking football maniac, dude, and just like the Einstein of football, and he sees one formation, and he knows all eight plays that could be ran out of it. Then why, then why is he on the Central Michigan sideline? <laughs> <laughs> Teams are just, recruit, they're just recruiting this guy. Oh, 
god, dude. Fucking that hilarious. Is so funny. Yeah, it, it's so funny. He, this guy's gonna pop up. He's gonna pop up everywhere. I, I, I cannot get enough of the story, man. And it, it's, it makes it even better that it's happening to Michigan. So, oh yeah, I it, love it. It's evolving every day, and the NCAA is a bunch of fucking. I hate the NCAA, but it, it's gonna take a while for. I get they gotta do their due diligence and, um, they're they gotta do their research. They got it's nothing's gonna happen right now, but it's probably gonna take a while till something happens, and they're gonna be. Oh uh, well, we gotta do blah blah blah, whatever. But I I agree, it's fucking hilarious that um that it's Michigan of all t- of all programs. I love it, and I love that him. I love that um, Harbaugh was like in that no man's land of on the verge of getting the biggest contract in college football history, and or going to the NFL, and now all these rumors of no contract being on the table interviews with nfl teams being canceled so he's kind of just like stuck and he doesn't have a choice but to like face this head on is is kind of hysterical but let's last, last point on this please, last yeah last point ahead. on this and then we'll move on uh would it not be the funniest fucking outcome if somehow some somehow at god's green earth that purdue rolls into to the big house this weekend, oh my god, beats Michigan. <laughs> the one, the one game they don't have. Oh Tyler my Stallions god, on the sideline. I, that would be. That would be. I, I don't think I would want any anything more in life than that. Like my life would be complete if that if that happened this weekend. One hundred percent. That would be. That would be Christmas. That would be fucking awesome. Christmas came early. But uh, let's yeah, that would be fucking incredible. But let's look at the these rankings, really quick. I want to talk about a few teams. Um, obviously top three, mismatch them however you want to your opinion to your liking whatever. Those are top three teams in the country. Um, after that, you got these cluster of teams. You know, Florida State, Washington, Oregon, and Trent. You're as high on Oregon as I am on Washington. Engage. You and I both were on. Florida State at the beginning of the year. We talked about how good they were going to be. Um, they all kind of control their own destiny, right? So Florida State obviously plays in the ACC. They went out, which a good chance they do. Um, they're going to get that four seed. And then you got Washington and Oregon, who, as of right now, barring any chaos, are going to meet again in the Pac-12 championship. So as right now, my question is, with these three teams... Who gets that fourth spot? So, like, is Florida State deserving of that fourth spot? or Because I've seen things where I think Washington, personally, is the fourth best team in the country. I've also seen takes where Oregon is the fourth best team in the country, despite them having one loss to Washington. Are the top six kind of where you guys would have these teams? Or kind of where, how would you mismatch or place these three teams here? I think I think it's right. Um, I think you could put any of these four teams anywhere in the top four, and it could it could seem right in in any kind of world. But I love, and you guys mentioned everything about Ohio State, but we've rarely seen Spurs of Ohio State one hundred percent healthy, and they're still beating top ten teams um, going into Madison, handling business, night game, whatever. Um, not even fully healthy yet. So I think they're very well deserving of the number one seed. Um, Austin, you mentioned it. We're both high on Florida State. 
I think they could even be ahead of Georgia. Um, I think Georgia respectfully needs to stay in the top four. Back-to-back national champs, obviously, um, still undefeated this year. Um, they've showed that their offense is just just fine without arguably one of the, the best offensive weapons in football. But and once you get outside of the top four, then then you, you, it gets real scrambled. Um, I mean, Texas and Bama, seven and eight, is very questionable as well. Um, so it's it's a lot. I know there's a lot of overreactions to the first college football playing game college football playoff ranking and i love it and also you're not the biggest fan of it like blah 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 ratings are kind of overrated until it gets down to the nitty-gritty at the end of the year um but i think i think they got it right for once and i love the appreciation that they have for the big 10 which which kind of seems obscure to say because it's not like that every year um but i also love seeing i also love seeing bama um at eight and that's this is the lowest they've been ranked since the college football playoff ranking has been a thing. So I, I love everything about this ranking for sure. Yeah, I am. You hit the nail on the head, Gage. I'm not a huge fan of um, initial rankings, but I fucking love the overreactions and just just the general reactions to them. I think they're awesome. They're, I think it's awesome. Um, I yeah, I agree. I, I love <laughs> I love the. Uh, the playoff Tuesday night reveal. Oh my uh, god, dude! Look, it's awesome. I, I look forward to every week. And like you said, the, maybe the initial rankings don't matter that much, but it's so much fun to like argue and debate about it. And like, I love, I love, I love getting mad when they like sneak in a, a team at twenty five to like boost a resume of like an SEC team. <laughs> uh, that that always just pisses me the fuck off. But they, they always got to throw in an SEC team right at the end of the rankings just to just to get another rank to win in there. But, yeah, I mean, as far as the rankings as a whole, I do think they got it right. I, I think, Austin, to your point, the only argument you could make is flipping Washington and Florida State. But, I mean, I think it's the right order. You can't – Oregon might be better than a lot of the teams in front of them, but, um, you know, as coming from the biggest Oregon fan on here, they have a loss. You're not going to put them ahead of Washington, especially when that loss is to Washington. As long as Washington's undefeated, uh, there's no way Oregon can jump them. So, no, I think I think the rankings are are, are pretty uh, pretty on point for this week one. I think uh, Ohio State really quick. Austin, I, this is a player I've been hard on uh, this year. But how about Travion Henderson, man? That guy oh. looked like a like he was a freshman again. He was running all over the place. He looks so good. Finally, right? No Finally. shit, dude. And we need it too because mine, uh, mine, my God, I almost said mine Henderson. Mine Williams is out for the year. Just had foot surgery, so we need him. We need him to be Wisconsin Travion Henderson. Like even like a, a quarter or uh, three quarters of that, I will take. But yeah, that that looked he good. Is not, that looked really good. Yeah, he hasn't. He, he didn't look like that. Uh, that's the first time I've seen him look like that since his, his, his freshman year. Freshman year, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that is super encouraging. And all of a sudden, Ohio State might, might have found a run, run game. I still like him more when we get him outside the tackles. Uh, and that Maya Williams off of the year, that, that, that is a big loss in short yardage areas. Because um, I think he is our best power back goal line. But, uh, yeah, if Trayvon's going to look like that, and that gives an element to Ohio State's running attack that hasn't been there all year now now i think you can take ohio state uh, a lot more serious as a championship contender 
Yeah. Um, looking at these these rankings really quick, um, there are some surprise teams in here. I mean, they had to get they had to get the uh, the group of six in there, and you know the Tulane Air Force, but teams like USC sitting at twenty. Um, I don't think I personally don't think they're better than Kansas. And I personally don't think they're better than Oklahoma State, believe it or not. Um, I just – is there a team – go ahead. Awesome. I, I – sorry to jump the gun, but I was going to mention that with my next point as well. Um, no, please do. I think any team inside the top 30 can be USC. No, I agree. Um, I agree. I'm and, also surprised um, – Sorry, I just totally blank about LSU being fourteen. I know their their offense is unreal, but I think they can go toe to toe with any team in the top twenty five. This is the part of the rankings that it's awesome talk about it's are the awesome. teams that are outside the top four um, that yeah. most people are kind of unknown about. Most of these teams, um, a lot of people are unsure. So yeah, it's fun to talk about. But USC, what are they deserving? Like what? What makes them deserving on the twenty spot? I really, I can't, I can't give you an answer there. They are. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you can't say they should have lost, that? but, but they did. They, they pulled one out against Cal. Cal choked that game away. I mean, they're up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and ended up losing. Um, they, they're not good. Their defense is just so bad. The defense is so bad. Yeah, and uh, what's their, uh, what's their best win? I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't think they have a ranked win. Unless it's, I'm it's pr- remembering. It's probably Colorado so, right now. I'm pulling it up. I, can, I don't remember their schedule off the top of my head, but it's probably Colorado. Colorado stinks. Man. Yeah, it's got to be Colorado. I mean, yeah. They won San Jose, Nevada, Stanford, Arizona, State, Colorado. Arizona, probably and they Ar- hit a skid, losing to Notre Dame. And- oh, yeah, Arizona. Arizona's probably their, Arizona. their their best win right now. And they barely pulled that. That was what, over, overtime, double overtime? Double or overtime. Like double o- they should have – I know I just – I know I just said that you. Uh, it's it's unfair to say a team should have lost, but would like – like they could have four lo- – like they could have four losses on their, on their resume right now. Like they are – Arizona should have gone for two in the first overtime and won that game outright. And all Cal had to do was just run the clock out and not give USC the ball back and they win that game. Like like and we're, you know, we're you two know what pl- the craziest thing is, dude? What's that? Craziest craziest thing they're only catching three against your Huskies this weekend. That's that's one of my Yeah. That yeah, that's one of my bets this weekend. I guess I don't understand. That you got Got to back the Huskies there. Did you see the over under on that game? I already, I already played the over. Seventy six and a half. <laughs> how does how does that game stay under eight? I, I, I it doesn't. Know. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like those defense, like Washington's defense has been bad lately. I mean, they give up what like thirty four to Stanford. Yeah. And I mean, USC might have the worst defense in college football. So I don't I don't see how that game stayed. What what is it now? Seventy six I think I got it seventy six and a half. Seventy six and a half uh, as of as of this afternoon. Yeah, I I, I expect <laughs> that to go up and I, I already hit that number. Yeah, there's money. There's a lot of money on the over right now. Um, last point on 
um, college ball before we get into some picks, or uh, before your power rankings, Trent. Um, Gage, you were on Marvin Harrison before the season started to to win the Heisman. Um, I had him as a finalist. Obviously, I was on Michael Penix. You were on um, Harrison, and Trent was on Bo Nix. All of them right now currently in the top six in terms of odds on FanDuel. Um, shout, out, shout out us. Shout out us. I know, right? Um, I took a flyer, another flyer on Marvin Harrison over the weekend. Bef- um, it was late Saturday night after that game. He scored two touchdowns. I saw him at plus, tw- or plus 2,100 on FanDuel. And I said, you know what? Like, in order for him to win the Heisman, Ohio State has to win out. And I think they do. So I said, why the fuck not? Took him at 20 to 1, or 21 to 1. He currently sits at 12 to 1. Um, so I just want to just give you credit. You called it out before the season started. I think, what you get him at, like 30 to 1 or something? 80. I'm pretty sure it was 80 to Holy 1. Holy fuck. 80 to 1. Plus, plus 8,000. Currently sits 12 to 1. I took him at 21. Trent, we were talking before we jumped on here. Bo Nix tied with Jaden Daniels right now, plus 460 on FanDuel. Um, Michael Penix, the leader. But this weekend is going to kind of determine whether Jaden Daniels gets into New York or not. Because I think he is deserving of it right now. He's the best player in college football in terms of statistics. But because his team stinks and they can't beat anybody, um, he's not really getting the, the recognition that he deserves. But if he can go into Tuscaloosa this weekend and beat Bama, then then he's got a good chance of doing that. And I know I know we just said Trent, we're going to do your power rankings, but let's do some picks first, and then we'll leave the pick we'll leave the people with uh, your power rankings. And I want to talk about this game in Tuscaloosa, Bama hosting LSU. Current line sits at three on FanDuel in terms of Bama. Um, this is not a play of mine right now, but I am heavily heavily leaning LSU here. Um, I trust Jaden Daniels a hell of a lot more than I trust Jalen Milrow. I know he's playing well right now, and it's at home. But this offense for LSU, I mean, it's they're the best in the country in terms of almost every offensive uh, category. And they got the best player in college football right now, statistically, as their quarterback. Um, not a play yet. There's a good chance come Saturday I'm on this. But it's hard for me not to bet LSU in this spot here. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that play, Austin. I think this is going to be a very, very, very close game either way, and it's hard to decide a winner at this moment in time. But um, I love the over at sixty-one and a half. Same. LSU's hit this in all eight games. Sure, sure, sure. You guys could have guessed that I'd be going this route with with LSU playing. Um, 8-0 with the over this year, and Bama's five hit the over in five games this year. Um, but this is going to be the toughest defense LSU has played, and I still think Jaden Daniels is going to get his. I think um, that neighbor's guy, I can't think of his first name right now, he's going to get his. That Mal- offense That offense is going to put up points. Um, Mal- Malik. You mentioned it. Milrow, Milrow's clicking, and that offense is for Alabama's finally coming coming around and, and playing well, and I think 61 is high, but I think it is not enough. I can see this game being 34-31, 38-31 kind of thing when it's all said and done. Um, but, I mean, LSU's given up 30 points a game and almost 420 yards a game. And I really think Alabama will take advantage of that. I think they'll score 
on the ground through the air, deep balls. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't like a side in this game. I'm really excited to just sit back and watch it and root for some points. Yeah, LSU defense is atrocious. Like they, they fucking stink. Um, and yeah, we both just said it. Jalen Miller was playing really, really well right now. I mean, LSU gives up over 30 points a game, and they're 100, they're 115th against the pass, and they're 121st in um, yards per play. So they're not, the, they're not the greatest. They're, I think they're catching. This is a good spot for both teams, believe it or not. And I just, I don't know, something is telling me to take Bama here. But let's stay in the SEC. This is another. Take no, Bama. Or no, no, I'm sorry. Um, taking LSU. My bad. Let's, you don't want my thoughts on the game, Austin? I guess we'll take your thoughts, Trent. Go ahead. Well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I actually agree with what both of you guys have said. Uh, I don't think I'm going to play the game because I just can't I can't get myself to do it with LSU's defense, but it would be LSU or passes for me. I'm not going to take Alabama. LSU's offense scares me too much for them to – to come to three. I mean, even if they're up 10, LSU can go down the field and get a backdoor cover. Uh, you know, I know Alabama's defense has gotten a whole lot better, but we saw what an elite quarterback in 20 years uh, did to, to Alabama's secondary. They hit like three deep shots. Uh, so Malik Neighbors, who you were thinking of, Gage, I think he's going to have a big day in that secondary. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. That's where I like Gage's play, but uh, I just can't pull the trigger because it's, it's tough to back LSU's defense, you know, going to Tuscaloosa. And I do think Jalen Milrow has been playing better. Uh, but I'm definitely not betting Alabama on this game. So LSU or pass over or pass for me. Imagine if LSU had just an average defense. And right. I really think – I was high on them at the beginning of the year as well. Um, and I had them winning the SEC. And I'm not – I'm, I'm sure that's still in the works. Um, but even if they just had a top 100 defense, it could be so good. That offense is so fucking nasty. And it's just a shame that it, it's kind of just getting put to waste when they have to put up 50 or, they, or they're going to lose. So it's it's really shitty. Don't count LSU out now because that offense is so explosive. But, I mean, just, just kind of thinking about even if they had a somewhat good defense um, – they they could be national ten, national champion contenders. Yeah, I mean they. Gage, this, this this game determines the SEC West. That's so. what, that's what I was going to uh-huh. say. Essentially, yeah, I, I don't know who LSU has left on the schedule, but whoever has this game wins this game has the has the uh, the advantage to go to the uh, champion SEC championship game from the West Division. So they control. Uh, yeah, yeah, control your own destiny, right? So right. this is going to determine the terminal. So my future for them to win the SEC is still okay. Yeah, it's, it's still very alive. much alive. It's very much, much alive. Very much alive. Yeah. If they went out, if Sir. they if they went out, including this weekend first Bama, then they they will play in the SEC championship. And I think they could. I mean, they could be they could give Georgia a run for their money, but they got to get through Bama first. Um, speaking of Georgia, they're hosting Missouri. Missouri almost beat them last year. Um, up up by two touchdowns, I believe it was late in the second half. Georgia ended up coming back and winning that game. But they currently lay 15 points at home, 15 and a half points at home against Missouri. Brady Locke, um, Luther Burden, that high-powered Missouri offense. 
Um, this is just another lean for me. I kind of just wanted to see if you guys had any um, any interest here. Um, I will not be on this game probably because I want to bet Missouri, but I bet against Georgia the last two weeks and it's bit me in the ass both times. So I'm probably going to stay off this game. Yeah, Gage, I, I don't have any action here. Um, I, I've, I don't think I've bet a Georgia game right this year, whether I'm, I'm on them or against them, uh, or I'm against their, their team total. I know it was on Auburn's team total under. That wasn't close. Uh, I faded them a couple times, obviously last week with Florida. So whatever side I play is going to be the wrong one on Georgia. Uh, so I'm just going to stay off here. I mean, like I said at the beginning, I, you know, Georgia's offense and Carson Beck has really impressed me. So, you know, even without Brock Bowers, uh, and that offense keeps playing like they are. You know, their defense isn't quite as good as, as it's been in the past. But if uh, if they have a good offense now, you know, they, they're going to be tough to beat when it matters. Yeah, this is a spot where kind of similar compared to last week with the 14.5 point spread against um, Florida. And you think it might be too much whatnot but I mean Missouri's on a completely different level than Florida obviously the quarterback comparison is not even close with Graham Mertz and Brady Cook um, Luther Burden an absolute stud um, I think Missouri can cover here Austin I don't, I don't know if you even gave your analysis on this game yet um, I think Missouri covers I think the over flies over here at 55 um, I think Missouri can put up 20 plus points and I think they can in it for the very end when it when uh, a clock strikes zero. So I'm a big I'm a big Missouri guy. Um, obviously, we've been living here for a few years. I was saying I'm a diehard fan, but I mean this team is, is too good to be to be losing by 15 points, um, especially when they're ranked the highest they've been in program history. So I think they got a lot to play for. They got chip on their shoulder. Um, I'm excited to watch this one. Were they? You guys may not know, but were they ever ranked? Weren't, weren't they national title contenders when um, what's his name Chase Daniel was there? I'll have to look that up, but I swear something something wants to make me believe that they were. I think they did have one one year where they were on the doorstep, and then I want to say they lost the game right at the end. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, that cha- I, I used to love Chase Daniels. He was a dog, bro. Uh, he, 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 he was there. He was there when, um, oh, my God, the kid from Hawaii who just recently passed away, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Uh, it's on the my tongue, man. He was. Brennan? Colt, was it Colt, Colt Brennan? Colt Brennan. Colt Brennan, yeah. Yeah, those two were, like, yeah, the best two, best two players in college football for, like, two or three years in a row. Like, that was fun, college football. Right. Yeah, that was, like, Colt Brennan was, like, breaking college yeah. football records. Yeah. Me, slinging the rock. Right? Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii's come a long way. Yeah, he's still. So now my fade gods. Yeah, my fade gods. Still holds the record for most uh, college touchdowns, or most touchdowns in college football history, I believe. Um. But I do like that over gauge. Um, I think Brady Locke. Now that I'm looking at it, I think, I think that that over is is does kind of fly over too. I think Brady Locke and that offense score two or three touchdowns against Georgia. Um, do you have any more picks for the people gauge? I have two picks, but um, I'd like to give um, give you the uh, the mic. 
Yeah, let me give you guys one more lean. Um, this is most likely going to be my best play of the weekend. Um, I haven't really dabbled into the NFL too much quite yet. Um, I know the show's kind of sole focus is, is college football, as it should be. Um, but Virginia Tech, Hokies going on the road to Louisville. Um, Austin, this is a nine-and-a-half-point spread for Louisville. I don't know if you have any action on this one, but I love I was looking at it, cards man. to cover here. I mean, this is a... A game, I don't think anyone would be sitting here in the first week of November, and this is the game that's going to decide um, second place in the ACC. Um, the winner of this is in the driver's seat for a conference championship game, and I think there's a lot on the line to play here, and I, I think the home field advantage here is going to be too much for the Hokies. Obviously, they've been a lot better than people probably think they are. Their only road loss, um, their only loss to Florida State on the road and Louisville's only loss on the road at Pitt. Um, Louisville's looked good. We've seen it last week against Duke. Um, I am rolling with the cards here to win and cover that nine-and-a-half spread. Um, I think there's just too many factors that go into it, and this is a, a huge spot for Louisville to, to get back to their Lamar Jackson days and kind of retaste that, that feeling of being the ACC championship. So a lot riding on the line for for the for the cards this weekend and i look for them to have a huge game yeah jack Plummer has been kind of really underwhelming since the notre dame game not gonna lie he has but yeah. um but i think this is a good a run game yeah yeah no I, I think this is a good spot for louisville also i i, I was kind of looking at that game for a while um i'll have two i'll give you guys two leans two hard leans and then i'll i'll pitch it over to trent to give his leans um i'm looking at utah right now minus 11 and a half at home versus arizona state um, you guys more than anybody probably know that I'm not a huge, like, letdown or like a big, like, like a big game, like a big spot kind of guy. But I mean, they just got fucking embarrassed on national television in their home stadium. Um, no touchdowns, two field goals against Oregon, um, against an Arizona state team. That's really underwhelming. Um, I think this is a good spot for for Utah. I'm I'm liking them minus eleven and a half. Not sure if I'm going to end up playing it, but I'm I can't stop looking at it. Another spot I'm liking is shout out Benny. Um, is damn Gage, you just lost my train of thought. Cute ass dog just jumped on the screen. Now I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Uh, Nebraska minus three and a half against Michigan State. Um, why? Because Michigan State sucks. That's why. They're, they've been a fade team for me all year. Nebraska now is running the football a lot more than they're passing the ball. Um, they're not a great run team, but they're betting they're better at running the football than they are passing the football. So looking at Nebraska, looking at Utah, um, Trent, I'll give the mic is yours. Let you tell people what kind of you're looking at before I give my two official picks here. Yep, I have two plays for you guys that, uh, you know, they were leans at the start of the show, but I already locked them in. Uh, I, I, the one I already mentioned, uh, I, I do like the over in that USC-Washington game. Uh, got it at 76 or 76 and a half, I can't remember. But I just can't, I can't see how this game, each team isn't in the 40s here, uh, especially the way Washington's defense is playing. I know they have some injuries on the back end as well. Uh, and I think, you know, Penix has been a little bit shaky the last couple of weeks. 
I think if you if you ever want to get a bounce back uh, performance, yeah, I mean, USC's defense is serving that up for you. So this game's going to go over. Don't think about it. Don't let that big number scare you and play the over. And then my other play, um, I'm just going to keep keep going to the well. Um, Nevada is only giving three and a half at home against Hawaii. Nevada got their first uh, two wins of the season the last two weeks. Uh, pretty impressive wins there. And, and Hawaii coming off a 35-0 loss to San Jose State. No clue why this, this number is only three and a half. Uh, so don't think about this one as well. I know, you know, my uh, record isn't anything that you guys want to back. But <laughs> when, when in doubt, when I'm back against a corner, I'm going to fade Hawaii. So give me Nevada minus three and a half. It's a system play for you, Hunter. That's right. That's no. right. Fuck the Ravens. Nothing like trying to go undefeated and taking up over under that the highest ever, or that the highest it's been in however many years, right? 76 and a half. But I have two plays right now. Um, just gave you guys a bunch of leans. We talked about it earlier. Washington, you can get them on the money line minus 150 something. I'm, I will lay the three, though, in the Coliseum first Southern Cal. Washington, simply the better football team there. And then I'm going to go back to my well which is fading Cincinnati. Um, I'm glad Cincinnati fans realize that this isn't a troll anymore, that they're, they agree with me that UC and Emory Jones is not good. Scott Satterfield needs to do some extreme recruiting this offseason. But I will take Central Florida minus three in Nippert Stadium Saturday afternoon, 3.30. Um, Cincinnati is an automatic fade for me. They've lost six in a row after going two and zero. They're zero and six ATS in those six games. If you got, if you're a person of trends, two and eight ATS in their last ten home games. UCF is five and two ATS in their last seven overall versus um, Cincinnati. It's simple. Don't overthink it. Cincinnati's not good. I know UCF isn't that good, but they're definitely better than Cincinnati. So, give me the Knights laying three in Clifton. Austin, I'm tripping. I got one more, one more for you. Please. Um, I am going to go to the complete opposite side of the spectrum, Trent. Oh boy! And take the lowest total. Let's go. Lowest total in college football history. Just a week later than the lowest total in college football <laughs> history was last week. It is so, smacked. <laughs> I love it. I here love we it. are again. Iowa traveling to Northwestern. 2.30 kickoff here Eastern Standard Time. Wrigley Field. Is it really? Yeah. It is going to be fucking cold. And 30 <laughs> and a half is the total. Let's that go. That is a point higher than it was just a few days ago. I saw it at 29, and that's when it really, really intrigued me. Um, so <laughs> 30 and a half is absurd. Um, that's literally four touchdowns in a college football game, which seems doable, right? but not when we're talking about Big Ten West and Iowa's involved. So that is going to be another play of mine. The under at 30 and a half is the number right now that I will lock it in at. And no explanation needed. It is a system play until it fails. Bro, the Big Boys, Ten... I was, I was, I was thinking about this uh, because I, I looked at that total as well, Gage, and I, I knew you would be on it. Uh but I was thinking about this. Obviously, I'm on, I'm on the highest total of the of the uh, week of the year uh, that USC Washington game. What do, what who do you think 
in this hypothetical scenario, what game scores more points? The USC-Washington game as is, or the Iowa-Northwestern game at Wrigley Field, but instead of a, instead of a 100-yard football field, it's 50 yards. So they have to go 50 yards. It's still going to be USC. It's still going to be USC. I think so, too. I think they could play on a 50-yard field where they just have to go. They're, they literally start the ball at the, at the 25-yard line. It's almost like overtime. And I still think USC-Washington scores more points. The best, team, the best players on these, these teams are their punters. Respectfully so. <laughs> Ferdinand, Ferdinand, shout out Pat McAfee. Um, Big Ten West is fucking horrible, dude. Not a single team there is averaging more than twenty-five points a game. It's it's really bad. Um, yeah, we'll get the graphic out. We we'll get our picks, all of our picks out on Saturday morning. Uh, Trent, before we let the people go, um, your weekly power rankings, NFL power rankings, will also be out tomorrow with this episode. Give the people what they want. Yes, sir. So, uh, I know last week I, I had the 49ers at one. Uh, that was actually before the Vikings Monday night football game. So, since that, they've lost two consecutive games, three overall. So, they're not going to be my number one team. And I do have a new number one team. And it's actually a team that lost last week as well. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, there's rumors that Mahomes had the flu. That um, I know that was kind of the, the rumor going around right before that game started. He definitely played like it. The offense did not look good against a bad Denver defense. But the defense continues to impress, and uh, I'm just going to trust Mahomes and Andy Reid to figure it out. So they're going to be my number one team. I have the Eagles at number two. I'm sure a lot of people have the Eagles at number one. I just can't – I still think that defense – I mean, at one point during that game, Sam Howell was like 21 and 22 for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Sam Howell. So I still need to see more from the Eagles. Uh, and their offense isn't as good as last year. But, you know, a lot of these teams that are up there have lost. So I, I will have the Eagles at number two. Number three, I'm going to put the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I know Austin and I were both high on them before the year. Both Thank had you. Them winning the AFC North. Austin, you went a step further. They're your Super Bowl champs. Uh, and they come in number three at the power rankings. Uh, pretty complete team right now. The way Lamar's playing, that defense is even better than I thought it was, was going to be. Uh, the corners have held up well, despite not having big names. So they're going to be my number three team. At number four, I have the Miami Dolphins. Uh, again, you know that defense not 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 where we want it as a as a true NFL contender, but the offense is so historically good that it's it's hard it's hard to stay away from. And obviously, the Chiefs Niners play in uh, that, that game's in Germany, right? Coming up uh, on Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday morning in so Germany. Be, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a really fun game. To see how that turns out, so I'll be I'll be looking forward to that game. I'll be getting up to watch that game. I'm sure, uh, you boys will as well. And then rounding out the top five, Gage, I still have your Niners at five. 
they uh, they fell from one, but they're still hanging on as the, as the fifth spot. Obviously, the Chase Young move uh, is playing a, a little bit of a factor to that. I think him and Nick Bosa re- reunited again on the same defensive line is going to be a, a very scary sight for opposing offensive tackles. And, uh, you know, I do think that the offense, once they get Debo Samuel back, once they get Trent Williams back, uh, I think they're going to round back into form. So the Niners definitely fallen from that from that top spot, but I still think they're a top five team in football. What do you guys think? Of that? I love it. I think the one takeaway from this segment of the pod, um, you are, I'm looking dead in your souls, Trent. I know you're driving, but just pretend you can see me looking at you. You are the sole reason why the Niners have lost three in a row because you have been high on them in your power rankings. And what is what's what's happened since you put them up there? L, L, L. So, with all due respect, I would love for you to leave them out the top five from here on to the end of the year. I'm just gonna. I think you bring up a good point, Gage. I'm just gonna put whoever the Browns play each week as number one in the power rankings. Yes, reverse, reverse psychology at its <laughs> finest. Put the Bengals up there. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Bengals crack your top. They, that's actually a good idea. They, they crack your top ten yet, Trent? Uh, I'd have to think about it a little bit more. You know, it's, it's hard to put a team that's in last place in their own division in the top ten. Uh, but... You know, I, I think Bengals fans should be encouraged by how they played, but, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, all right? The Super Bowl isn't back gone yet. Uh, they're still in last place. They still can't beat my Brownies. So, until that happens, uh, I'm not going to say otherwise. So, Some would say... Uh, obviously, a huge game coming up. Yeah, go ahead, bud. No, I would, some would say that they're fully back. Some would say. I'm just saying. Not me. Not um, me. I'm just saying. Some say that they're all the way back. Some some say they never left. And, and that's where the problem is. <laughs> so, um, I think we all know who we're talking about, too. But, you know, it, I, I just think the NFL is a week-to-week league. So, obviously, when your team wins, you're feeling good. You're gone, then your team loses. And, you know, everything's crazy. So, the Bengals are our week eight NFL champions. Congrats to them. Uh, but, you know, they got another tough one coming up, so we'll see how that game goes. Yeah. Uh, Saints won, too. Saints got back on the uh, win column, which is good. My future's looking nice. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Appreciate you guys for sticking around. Follow us on X, take four, take underscore. Next week, um, we're going to dive into the NFL, look into a lot of futures. Um that we played before the season. Current futures. We're going to look at um, award races. We're going to do a whole lot of fun stuff in the NFL next or next week. Excuse me. We'll uh, we'll touch base on the college rankings again. But appreciate you sticking with us. Changes here. Changes coming. Uh, appreciate your patience and your cooperation. We're trying to do the best we can to make this the best production for you guys and easy on us. It's just a lot of a lot of moving parts right now. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For sticking with us as long as you guys have this is this is a, a hobby for us that kind of turned it's nothing extreme i'm not gonna sit here and say that you know we're we're shooting up the rocket or shooting up the charts but you 
numbers are being posted, which is good. And we appreciate each and every single one of you guys, whether it's three listeners this week or 103 next week. It doesn't matter. We appreciate each and every single one of you guys. Thank you. And without further ado, we'll see you boys next week. Peace.